Right folks, we're back with a bang and so is the Glasgow clans form this season. <laughs> Two That's great that. wins to discuss uh, and uh, some obviously transfer news with the team so quite a lot a lot on the agenda and also a stats game that I've made up on the spot that will be a good laugh where I get to ask you questions about league stats. That'll definitely be interesting. It'll test my knowledge. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll fire into that after after we've uh, gone over the the news from the week. So I, I guess the best place to start is is the transfer news that that happened first, uh, and it was that Josh Gratton would be leaving the club, and then either the next day or the day after, I can't quite remember what it was. I think it was maybe the. Announced on the Wednesday, and then his replacement, maybe on the Friday, was revealed to be a EIHL hitman, Guillaume Doucette, who we all know, know and hate, or did hate well. But first off, uh, the Granton news. Uh, how did you how did you react to that one? I I was a bit surprised to be honest. Yeah, so was I. Um, you know, just uh, looking at it on paper, he's. Or was the clan second top point scorer, um, averaging a point a game. So it seemed, you know, from just uh, looking at it from that point of view, it seemed like a strange decision. Uh, and I guess we were kind of worried about, you know, sort of being able to get somebody in to replace him in terms of, you know, he's that sort of big forward, power forward that uh, a lot of teams uh, seem to look for. And try to find that so halfway through a season is, can be really tricky but you know it doesn't necessarily have to be a power forward and obviously that that seemed to be the case yeah I mean taking it a, a number of different ways the first way if you just look at points then <clears throat> the guy's obviously not been released uh, as a result of his production it, no. I don't think it's it's not that uh, and if it is I'd be very surprised so 10 goals, 13 assists, so 23 points in 23 games. And for a guy I think a lot of thought would come in and play that enforcer role, only 22 penalty minutes, so less than a minute a game in there. Um, and he just, I remember him having one, maybe two fights, but he, he didn't play that. He was one of the point scorers. Uh, had a, you know, a role in the power play and sort of like to camp in front of the goalie a lot um, but just in general I thought when he played well he looked he looked really good but the question marks were the other side of things and I know we'd talked about it a bit before how what a kind of attitude was or his manner um, and body language and stuff uh, at times looking not interested but I just thought that was part of, of how he was Yeah I mean we did kind of speak about it at the start of the season, you know, so keeping himself sad distant, like almost from from the rest of the team. Well, I think I think he was was he sharing was he sharing a flat with Matt Becker? Was that? Was he? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure that's what I did. Right. You know, and I, I think I don't know maybe him and Becker seemed to seem to get along, but you just sort of wonder what what he was like with the rest of the team and. And in the dressing room, and if that was maybe a factor in the decision that the team made. 
Yep. Um, obviously, we had mentioned last week as well, actually, a couple of times where he looked annoyed with teammates and stuff. But in interviews and things, I think he came across well. So, um, yeah. whether it's uh, just, you know, his decision or it's uh, he's not happy or uh, they just feel he's, he's not getting along with the team and okay he's scoring points but if if the team is better without him uh, the spirits uh, improved and things like that then maybe it is a good decision obviously the two results this weekend were superb um, whether they're a direct reflection of that uh, you don't know um, if the team have got some sort of bounce from it uh, some jam from that news but uh, back in stock yeah, we we won't know. It's one of those things, and I suppose that's not a club's not really going to disclose that. But yeah, so I mean, I, I didn't didn't have a problem with him because of his production and stuff. But at the end of the day, if somebody's a bit moody or you know not up for it, then yeah, it affects the team. But if there's if he's scoring a point a game, then it's probably quite a, a hard decision to let him go. And that's obviously what Gareth Chalmers had said. Yeah, I was I was going to mention that actually. It just seemed a bit strange, you know, when it when it was announced. It was sort of it was the kind of usual sort of one two line uh, announcement thing that he's that he's left the club with immediate effect, and really there was there was nothing else to it, you know. And then and then Gareth Chalmers tweet he said um, we have to make difficult decisions. Players come and go, but ultimately we do what's best for the club. Good luck to Graz. He's a good man, and and no doubt he'll get picked up very quickly. So. I mean, I guess that kind of makes you wonder why. Then, almost in a yeah. way that he was, he was the guy that was to take the fall. Yeah, it could just be uh, a case of uh, coming down in wages and stuff. And obviously, the the team haven't been performing all that well at home, and that's been reflected in the attendances uh, that we've seen so far. So, it could have been something to do with that. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, well, at the end of the day, if if the if we play as well as we did this weekend, then yeah, it's going to turn out to be a good decision. So we'll see. It's one of those things you've got to wait and see, but we won't know the real reason, I don't think, ever, unless he, he comes out and says whatever. But, unless, um, we, unless we get him on the podcast. <laughs> we do, yeah. In fact, there he is phoning me now. All right, Josh, <laughs> how's it going? <laughs> but so, yeah, our replacement, we had... We talked about this, I don't think, on the podcast because we didn't know at the time, but uh, when we knew there was a, a player opening, we we had a discussion. We'd talked about some guys from Zagreb who had lost a few players, but in the end it was Guy Doucet, and he comes from uh, Milan in the Alps League, uh, but previously obviously played this last season with Milton Keynes, probably crucially under Pete Russell. Uh, and then two years in Cardiff, a spell in Denmark in Nottingham, and then his kind of breakthrough season, you would say, in 2013-14 with Hull in the league. And certainly in that year and a couple of Cardiff games, he was the guy that always seemed to score big goals against us. Maybe that's why we've kind of brought him in. You know, obviously Peter Russell knows what he's like, having uh, had him at, at Milton. And he has that kind of big game player, so perhaps that's that's what we needed, and that's maybe crucial to how our season will turn out going forward. And yeah, you know, he is kind of that sat averaging roughly a point a game type of player, probably less so at Cardiff, but then I think he would have been playing 
sort of last minutes. Yeah, had so. a diff- different role in Cardiff, I think, slightly. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's... But then that, I guess that shows that he, that he can play sort of different roles when required, and uh, that's maybe something else that Pete Russell was looking to add. Yeah, I mean, one of my lasting memories of him is a game... Uh, and I think it might have been his first season with Cardiff where we had, it was the Teddy toss and it, the game was nothing each <laughs> and he yep. scored in overtime, uh, I think, to win it for Cardiff. So, And yeah, just for Hull, again, as you say, 43 goals um, in 52 games and 26 assists. So the guy is a goal scorer. So if, if he can replace that point of game stat that Granton was putting up, and then if it, if he is a, you know, a, a team player type thing in the dressing room, then that's all you really want. If if he goes above a point a game, then even better. But I think that will be the that will be the target. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want we don't want anything less than that, really. To be honest. No, I know. But then, <clears throat> I guess you could, you can see you you know you can look at the, the games over the weekend and you're you've you've beaten the the two best teams on current form in the league. You know, without that that type of player there, albeit obviously we've got other players of that caliber. But yeah, it will be interesting. I think that will be the benchmark, as you say, getting that sort of point of game and just generally helping out uh, the forwards when when it's required almost. Yeah, it was um, a guy I always thought was a good player. So I think you know, good signing, sort of relatively yeah, relatively tenacious and stuff, quite small. But yeah, I'm sure he'll I'm sure he'll bring bring some different elements to Grattan, eh, but hopefully continue that scoring. So positive stuff, I would have to say. We'll see he's, he's in the in the team, I'm assuming, for this weekend's games that we'll come on to, but eh, that'll be a big boost. Yeah, so e- even without, even with a player down, eh, we had a what looked like a daunting weekend starting um, in Cardiff with the Friday night. Day fourteenth, fourteenth of December, Friday. Um, we went into that game second leg of the Challenge Cup, four three down was it, after the first leg. Uh, yep, yeah, four three. So one goal deficit going down there, um, and I don't think either of us really thought we would go through overall, but maybe that we would give them Cardiff quite a good game. But in the end, a cracking performance through. 6-4 I'm assuming that's the aggregate score no uh, no it's not 6-4 six, six, on the night <laughs> that's that's. I see the confusion 6-4 yeah. on the night but obviously 9-8 on, yeah, on aggregate what a result that was yeah definitely completely unexpected if we're being honest you know <clears throat> I think you know we spoke about it last week as well just you know the, the two games that were coming up couldn't really see couldn't really see us taking anything from the games and then and then using Gratton had left it just seemed an even more daunting task but um, credit to the to the team and the players that were there and they all performed to a man it seemed so I mean that's that's as good as a, as good as a, Jesus Christ get out you're alright you'll get there as good as a result as you know as we've seen in in, in recent years yeah no it definitely is um, especially considering our our kind of challenge cup result but um, brilliant yeah and the the game itself Cardiff actually took the lead uh, on the power play which which put them two goals in front 
but then uh, goals from Pitt and two from Hansen uh, got us one up Cardiff then tying it through Ulmer going ahead through Haddad we then tie it up again Earhart go ahead through Stupka and then uh, at the time what seemed like a, a sort of sickening blow Cardiff scoring the equaliser on aggregate uh, with only 20 odd seconds to go in, in that final period uh, but the, the hero turned out to be Matt Haywood in overtime who'd have thought that uh, but definitely stepping up to the mark and a kind of opportunistic rebound really I don't know if you've seen the goal but uh, and then sparked some great celebrations so that's for Cardiff that's a huge upset and uh, for us it's it's brilliant winning down there yeah definitely I, I've seen the highlights um, it was good to, <coughs> it was good to see that, that Mahi would could, could do that um, you know get getting the opportunity and shorthanded as well I think I think yeah, it was it, yeah incredibly taking a penalty just seconds before it so that was pleasing to see as well you know sort of bouncing back in terms of shorthanded goals but no credit, credit to Matt Haywood he was there and you know you need to be in those situations to score and uh, luckily for him and, and the clan that actually came off that was good to see and obviously the, the goal scoring being shared around as well um, in particular uh, Hansen getting, getting a couple of goals in the night as well that will do his confidence uh, world of good yeah absolutely and Actually, the, one of the other main things is that we finally break the duck against Cardiff. I don't think we've beaten them since 2016 or something like that. 12, right. 12 or 13 games, yeah, not beating them. Probably one of the best times to do it. We march on against, I think we play the winner of Sheffield and Guildford, I believe, in the semi-final. So, uh, right, I was, I was actually going to ask about that. I, I, think, sure. I think it is... Um, I think it is so all to play for there and no matter who we get there well now actually there's nothing really to stop us actually winning it to be honest um, yeah. I think beating Cardiff is is that that significant now especially given showing that we can also beat the other form team like Belfast the following night but I think a uh, Absolutely go for not that not that ice hockey is a kind of game where the manager will rest players, but um, <laughs> cup games. But you know what I mean. I think it's it's a, a big as good a chance as we've had for a trophy yeah. in a while since just falling short of the league a yeah, couple of years ago. Yeah. I mean, there's still there's still a long way to go, and uh, I think that that other games tonight into the Sheffield Guildford one. It is, yeah. For each on aggregate, so essentially a, a, just a one-off game type thing. Uh, at, at Guildford, yeah. I'm hoping that Guildford win it just because I like them, obviously. But given how we've kind of struggled a bit recently against Guildford, in a way, I wouldn't mm. mind just playing Sheffield. But we'll see. See what happens. Um, but yeah, great result and good to see that we can go to Cardiff and and win. Um, and then actually follow up the following night with a big win. Yeah, definitely. So the following night, as as I've just touched on there, we played league leaders and definitely formed Team Belfast. 
and uh, came out 4-2 winners with two goals from Peacock who we both said I think is one of those guys that really needs to, to step up and well he did yeah he did uh, as it seemed I don't know I wasn't at the game were you at the game? I was not but just judging by highlights and what people have said uh, mm. we, we played well um, outshot unbelievably in that second period uh, and from Adam Keefe's comments and things I think there are a few chances that they really ought to have taken there only going in 2-1 up I think after the second should yeah. have been more so that that gives us a bit of a bit of a fighting chance and as it proved uh, a good third period from us 13 shots to 8 uh, but goals from Peacock Fitzy and an empty netter from Earhart securing the win. Regardless of Belfast maybe having a couple of injuries and stuff, that is still a great win. And um, it's that thing of have we found an identity again? Probably not. <laughs> but two two great wins and that's the kind of form that I just wish we'd showed earlier in the season. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Because we would have been up there probably with the well, he's a fife and stuff at the minute. So it's, I mean, it's who's to say that we can't do that going forward? But those two games in particular, that was a that was a big test for the team, and uh, and they came through. I don't know how they managed to find the energy for that third period, considering obviously the away trip to Cardiff and then uh, the bus trip back, and you know just everything that sort of goes with that. But now is it? A tremendous third period by by all accounts and uh, <coughs> Brendan Connolly as well with um, three assists yeah. yeah that game will have meant a lot to him as well no doubt <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah definitely so to get those I saw in the highlights there was a wee bit of niggle between uh, Rutherford and Rumpel uh, he was giving Rumpel a bit of a hard time uh, so Rumpel have enjoyed enjoyed that win but yeah, Fit Fitzy as well. Worth I mentioned, man of the match, and apparently he had a couple of good games. So that's the kind of form that we want to see from him, and uh, you know, just being solid. And the goals are a bonus, but it's defensively that we just need need to uh, shore it up, as we've said. And that'll a a Fitzy who is performing well is something that we we need. I think he's maybe. You know, he's got the <clears throat> the captain saying, um, you know, maybe this uh the edge that he had to his game. But he's he's sort of playing on the edge almost, I guess. You know, could could go either way and you know, he's maybe thinking that he's wanting to calm it down a wee bit. He's got some some more responsibilities and stuff now, so uh, maybe that's coming into it. But um no credit to him, um, against you know stepping up and you know just a really just a really solid solid performance and uh, a good weekend overall yeah absolutely and obviously with Doucette slotting in there um, it'll be interesting to see who he who he plays him with uh, he knows his mm. game obviously he knows it knows Pete Russell knows Doucette's game so uh, the thought of kind of the potential scoring power from Becca Pitt Connolly, Doucette, etc. is pretty good on paper, so um, hopefully it, 
it does transpire that way um, as we go forward into to next weekend. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, if you'd look maybe last season or a couple of seasons ago, and um, you know the, the guys that you mentioned there, uh, if they were all on the same team, you'd be absolutely buzzing. So. <laughs> um, you would, yeah. We've got that now, so. Um, but yeah, it will be interesting to see where where Dusek goes. Because um, obviously he's he's lacking in the sort of physical aspect, but at the same time he's you know he he plays he plays tough a bit like a bit like Conley and Emmy. So I wonder if pair the two of them together or or split them up. Yeah, yeah, very interesting to see. Um, but uh, for ourselves, obviously looking at the weekend. Uh, just for clan, first of all, straight into the a, a baptism of fire, if you like, for him. Um, going into Fife on Saturday night. Not played Fife for ages, it, it seems, and I'm sure is the case. They've kind of been a bit hot and cold recently, just like us, but those, the forms, I was going to say the form goes out the window with a derby game like that. It, it kind of does, but it kind of doesn't at the same time. Um what are you fancying with that one? It is difficult to, to call this, I guess. Um, you know, looking at it, you would say, oh yeah, I guess you're kind of more hopeful that, that we're on the ascendancy and, and Fife have kind of been stumbling along recently, but um, they're always dangerous and it's a tough place to go and get a win. So, you know, if we can, if we can come through this one and get a win, then we're, we're set, you know, we're well on our way. Yeah, that that would be a great a great win. I think if we could get that. Um, I don't know if if Shaber was maybe back at the weekend for them, but certainly Bloodoff was missing, as far as I'm aware. So I don't know what their in, injury situation is, but they did. Um, I noticed pick up Craig Moore from Cardiff, who's gone there on a sort of loan. Yeah. Type deal. Um, so he's pretty solid defenseman. Um, but. Yeah, I like to think we can we can win that one actually. Um, as confident as I have been going to Fife in a in a wee while. Yeah, um, I would agree. Although uh, you know, I think we need to we need another another big performance from the D. Um, if we're going to get if we're going to get anything from it, so and again, you know, there's been question marks about Rumpel recently, and I think by all accounts he had a good weekend. So hopefully he can. Uh, continue with that form as well. Yeah, it's the momentum thing. I think we've got to just keep it going because a defeat would just be another bubble burst type thing, uh, yeah. and then you're you're almost back to square one. So we need to start stringing some some wins together. But I'm actually quite confident. So I, I I'm going to pick us to win that one. Good stuff. Um, I'll also go with a clan win. Some. Um, Close, it'll be a close one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's not going to be much in it, I don't think. But uh, nervy. A, any, any clan win, I'll take. Definitely. Um, I mean, if it's anything like, well, if it's anything like uh, Netgate, the last time we were up there. Oh well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've matched yeah. up better against them this year than than last year, so um, yeah, nothing to say we can't go there and and win it as is seen by what we did last weekend. Um, and then Sunday, we've got a, a four o'clock face-off at home to Sheffield. 
Right, who we've done pretty well against so far. Um, beat them last time at home. Yeah, albeit they had a, a couple of players missing, but um, I wonder how much the addition of John Armstrong back in their lineup is going to give them a boost. It certainly will will help. Uh, but again, I want to be going in there and and beating Sheffield. To be honest, uh, I guess he was he was one of the guys that we'd thought would maybe have uh, come to clan. Obviously, been at been at Zagreb and just with what's happened there. So. It, I guess it seemed almost inevitable that he was going to go back to Sheffield. Um, and he's a quality player as well, so I think they are looking more more and more dangerous. And, but I agree with you. I think we need to uh, sort out this sort of home form and look at getting a few a few home wins under our belt. Um, and that'll, that'll give us confidence as well going forward. Yeah, for sure. And um, just trying to put a positive spin on it, I mean... We've seen the John Armstrong in previous Sheffield teams. Uh, who knows how he's going to fit in with this one? Um, completely different team and systems and things. So uh, it's hard to say how how somebody's going to react going in like that. In the same way, Dusek kind of thing. He might he might be great. It might really suit him with us. It might not. So given that Pete Russell's got some experience of working with him, I like to think he'll. Put him into a good role, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna say four point weekend. Fuck it, let's do it. Alright, let's do it. Let's do it. Four point four point weekend for Christmas. That would be all I, all I want for Christmas is a four point weekend. That would be a great wee great wee present. Mariah Carey's latest hit. I'm sure she would do a good job of it. Yeah. I've got no doubts, eh? <laughs> let's give her a call. Just after I put the phone down to Grattan, I'll give Mariah, we call. Just put him on hold. In fact, just get it, get it to them on. Mariah yeah. Gratton. <laughs> Mariah Carey featuring Josh Gratton. What a song! To be honest, like. Mariah Carey probably looks quite like Josh Gratton now. So, I'd I'd certainly buy I'd certainly buy that single. So, hey, we'll we'll wait and see if it actually comes to pass. But, hey, looking back then, last weekend the rest of the games. Uh, we had, I think, was there a game in the Challenge Cup? Yeah, the the one that we touched on last week. Uh, Sheffield and Guildford played last Wednesday and it finished four each. So they go into tonight's game uh, almost like a, a one-off game type thing. Uh, and Guildford, I think, will be pretty pleased about that. Uh, going into Sheffield and getting, getting a tie in the first leg. Yeah, definitely. Um, especially being like they were outshot um, in that game as well, in, in all periods. So uh, good for good for Guildford to to get away there with, with a drawing. You know, still in the tie, taking it back, um, taking it back home. And then obviously you've got you know the the usual the usual guys in amongst the points. John Dunbar, another couple of assists. Uh, Acred, Ian Waters, Jesse Craig, uh, Evan Ritt as well, recently, um, putting up the points as well. Um, so that's good for them. And for Sheffield as well, I think, you know, Josh Pitt's kind of almost been going under the radar a wee bit. I think he's he's definitely been in amongst the points. Um, yeah. I thought there would have been a, a better pit 
so far. I know, shocking. Sort it out. Sort it out, number sixty-one. <laughs> we'll see about that. I don't sponsor your gloves for nothing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so um, what do you think then? He's uh, looking forward to the second leg and that tonight. Uh, Guildford at home, obviously. Uh, I think they might just sneak that one. Yeah, they could do. Um, again, it's, it's a difficult one. I'll go sneaky, sneaky Guildford one. Right. Both, we're both sneaking Guildford in there. But uh, to be honest, I, most of the time I want anybody to beat Sheffield. So. Uh, that's true but it is one of those games that could go yeah, your way I guess yeah no definitely definitely is then on Friday we had a, a good win for the old Scots again Dundee going into Nottingham winning 4-3 in overtime uh, which was you know another great win for Dundee who've absolutely you know really picked up now they're in uh, sixth place ahead of us now significantly albeit Having played more games, but uh, to to beat Nottingham and Nottingham is a good result at any time. But for Dundee, that's uh, another good one to keep the momentum rolling. Just kind of looking at the box score, I noticed that uh, Pontus Shogun got uh, two assists on the night. That's pretty <laughs> pretty decent for a goal tender. That's quality. Yeah, it would be better yeah. they didn't actually get a goal. Yeah, I, I think I remember seeing from the highlights they were sort of quick passes out uh, when Nottingham were on a line change. So that can be really effective if, if a goalie's, um, you know, proficient and comfortable with the puck on their stick. Uh, yeah. I, I don't really seem to remember Rumpel being that kind of goalie, but uh, the likes of Chris Holt and stuff, although he, he made a, a few errors, he was that type of keeper that looked to spring spring a break so as you can see there if if a keeper's alert like that then you're getting a couple of goals from it and that's that's crucial in those those kind of games yeah definitely um jordan county as well uh getting a couple of assists he seems to be right in amongst the points as well so um again that's you know sort of credit to pasha being able to uh Get the best out, get the best out of him. Obviously, we know what happened when he was here and uh, different reasons as to why he left. But um, I guess it's kind of it's good to see that he's sort of knuckling down and uh, yeah, just sort of playing really well for Dundee. Yeah, he definitely has found found a lot of form. So uh, a player who always had a lot of skill and stuff. It was just the the other side of his game that was questioned, but uh, doing the job for Dundee anyway. So they went on to to go down and play in Milton Keynes, and Milton Keynes now certainly at home becoming a a really difficult game as probably we were one of the first to find out. And that was uh, a, that was a turning point. Yeah, and uh, as it proved, Milton Keynes winning three 0 there. And uh, nobody really looks forward to going into Milton Keynes anymore. And Dundee there probably would have uh, fancied it as a chance to get a couple of points, but it's it's now one of those places that you don't think is a is a guaranteed win. No, definitely not. Although you look at the 
the shots again in that game. Dundee outshot Milton by 42 to 25. So, you know, to, to come away with a clean sheet there, um, Patrick Coyne, uh, 100%. His first shot, I believe. Is that right? I that think so, yeah. But thoroughly deserved there. Yeah, a really right? good goalie, I'm surprised. Well, I was going to say surprised he's, he's not had one previously, but um, they do face a lot of shots. Um, maybe not the most defensive team, but uh, a quality keeper in uh, games like that, you know, uh, outshot, but um, still winning three uh, 0 So uh, sometimes it just the difference is the keeper kind of thing. Um, but Milton Keynes are looking looking strong at home, as I say. So uh, in the end, coming out with the three 0 win in there. Starting to uh, gain some ground on the teams above them. Um, only three points behind Manchester now with a game in hand. So uh, it's good that the, the the league is so close in a way. Um, yeah. You can't. I can't really complain about that. No, definitely not. I think as well. Just quickly touch on uh, special teams in that game. Uh, Dundee were zero for eight on the power play. Um, so, you know, that's obviously eight of eight penalty kills for, for Lightning as well as one one goal out of three uh, power plays as well. So um, that's a pretty decent return for, for Milton. Yeah, very impressive. Um, starting to find form. Um, Cardiff bounced back from Friday's disappointment against us to to beat Manchester, uh, to go to Manchester and win 5-2. I, a good good performance from all accounts in a, in a difficult place but uh, I did kind of expect them to to bounce back after Friday but um, still to, to win 5-2 is a good effort and um, I think there was obviously some home truths discussed after the after the Friday night result yeah although I guess you could sort of look at that and and say it was it was two each after the second period. So um, Manchester definitely uh, held their own, but then obviously they just the class uh, shone through in the third period for Cardiff, um, getting those getting those three goals. Um, and you know it was <laughs> again just uh, looking at the penalties and stuff. There was a, he- a hell of a lot of penalties in that in that game as well. Um, it's just kind of weird for Manchester though, because they seem like they'll have games like that where they're just almost flying in amongst them. Yeah, and then there's other games where there's just absolutely nothing. A strange one. We we might come on to that after we've discussed these scores, but no spoilers. We've got Coventry getting a, a great two 0 win in Sheffield. Uh, I believe they shut Sheffield out on their their Teddy Toss night, so. Good win for them, uh, no doubt. And they're shit. Coventry, one of those teams that are really about as inconsistent as we are. Uh, then losing at home to Dundee five two on Sunday. So uh, if anything, I think I probably would have expected those results to to be the other way around. But um, again, a couple of new players for Coventry. 
and certainly I don't know if that was their first game but um, a great way to start but then followed up the disappointment 5-2 loss at home to Dundee so you're really struggling to, to get any sort of run together and uh, yeah as a result they're not really moving up or down in that table yeah um, I guess I kind of going through what we were going through and maybe still are going through but uh, just the case of uh, inconsistency um, and it can you know it can be difficult playing two games in two days um, that's understandable but um, that's just the way the, the league goes unfortunately um, so you know as is key try to find that 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 consistency and um, yeah I mean I would agree with you as well I I thought the results would have been the other way about but um, uh, I guess it just shows that uh, that anybody can win on on any given night even even Dundee going down to going down to Coventry yeah um, agreed completely agree so that's why the, the the league's probably is open certainly in the mid table. Uh, and yep. nearer the bottom as it has been I think so it's a good thing just wish we were a bit a bit higher um, and Guildford their weekend they lost 3-1 in Fife uh, but then an emphatic 6-2 win in Nottingham uh, so two tough away games there yeah. uh, I think seemed to play quite well in Fife that, that was a close game uh, I think 2-1 until an empty net goal but Winning six two in Nottingham is is never easy to do, and certainly uh, Nottingham starting to go through one of their dodgy patches, which they always seem to have around about December. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely a strange one as well. But um, <clears throat> no, I mean just uh, looking at the the five game first of all, Barry McKenzie getting on the score sheet again. Yeah. Unbelievable, man. Is he going to score against us? Who knows? I hope that, not. He's definitely... Mackenzie and Buesa. Mackenzie, Buesa and Arson. Three scorers <laughs> against us. But if we John. won 4-3, I wouldn't care. No, that's true. That's true. Obviously, Scott Arson. Again, another couple of assists as well, so just another sort of points machine. Arson the assassin, as Jerry used to call him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, a, a good good win for for Fife, and and as you said, that's a close contest. But um, and then after that, you know, for for Guildford to to go into Nottingham and win six two, that's that's a huge result. Um, go to an early a good early start as well. Um, getting that early power play goal and uh, three goals in the first seven minutes. We know what that's like. Yeah. Off to obviously, f- obviously off. not scoring them. No, no, off to a flyer though. Uh, yep. But yeah, um, certainly used their their speed and stuff well in, in there. Nottingham's quite a big rink, so I think it sort of suits Guildford a bit more um, than places like Fife that are just maybe slightly tighter and narrower. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, impressive stuff. Definitely, I think. Um, uh, Cruz Reddick as well, five points, two goals and three assists. Cruising? Cruising. 
good player, really good. Um, yeah, their whole top line are brilliant. So, um, yeah, they're they're one to one to watch it. Although saying that, when the last time we played them there at home, I was disappointed with how we played. Given it, I didn't think they were quite at it, but uh, hopefully get them next time. Um, and then league leaders Belfast, uh, last Sunday, won six four in Manchester. Which is a a good win for Belfast, given that they they had the travel from from Brayhead down down there, um, so they they keep their they keep their place at the top, um, although it is quite close between them and Cardiff, uh, taking the games in hand into account, but there there seem to be at the moment Belfast one of those teams that if if they do lose a game. Then they they pick up straight straight away again after, and that's that's ominous for for the rest of us. Yeah, definitely. Um, again, though, didn't think off to a good start. Um, two goals down in the first five minutes, but ended up finishing the period three two in front. So <clears throat> yeah, that just shows you the sort of bounce back ability um, that Belfast have got and. Uh, that's obviously what you what you want to see in a team uh, having that sort of fight and resilience to to be able to get back out in front and again sort of like Darcy Murphy four goals and an assist uh, just fucking yeah, non-stop just line it up um, so. nah really heavy scorers um, so yeah and as I say as soon as as soon as you think they're kind of in trouble a wee bit one dodgy result they they show what they're about the next time so yeah certainly looking good at the moment um, sorry just as well just to finish off that one uh, Hunter Bishop getting the uh, <coughs> a one match ban for for elbows yeah I don't know if you, did you see the Dobbs video I did that? actually yeah I've forgotten about that yeah I, I mean one game seemed a bit seemed a bit lenient for that in yeah. my opinion yeah, it seemed more of a kind of pushing down on the head. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe it's because he's got quite a cool name. He get light off with it. <laughs> but saying that though, Dops itself has been quite quiet recently. Um, not not as many incidents as there had been for a while. So no, uh, maybe they'd lost the rule book or something and realised they need to just make up when they came back into action. But. I was going to say yeah. as if they've actually got a rule book. Yeah, well, exactly. But no, so yeah, one game that's that is maybe a bit a bit soft. But then again, the the depth that they've got, um, I think um, Pat Dwyer's still been out injured, so they've got him to come back. Uh, mm. And you know he was he was quality, obviously when when he when he was in that lineup. So with him back in, potentially I don't know how long he's out for, but. Um, yeah, that'll certainly boost them. So, one game I think they'll cope, regardless of how how good Bishop's been. Because I'm sure he was the man of the match against us. For them, um, yeah. But yeah, so we'll see. Uh, looking forward then. Uh, other than the game game tonight, there's a game on tomorrow. Uh, Milton face Cardiff. That one, I think, maybe at the start of the year, you'd think Cardiff comfortably. Now, 
you're thinking, well, I'm thinking maybe Cardiff, but in, in a close one. Uh, I know they did win there, I think, last time they went. But Milton Keynes at home, as we've said, pretty strong. Uh, but I'm going to go Cardiff. Yep, I'm also on Cardiff. Um, yeah, I don't no. think I don't actually think it'll be close either. Right. Okay. I just I, I think Cardiff will uh, will bounce back. You know, they've not had a a decent weekend for a while. So <clears throat> in terms of you know, I think they've they've dropped a lot of points recently. So um, I think they'll go there looking to get back on track. Friday. Belfast and Manchester. Giants. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, even though Manchester have picked up their performances a bit, um, it was a zero-point weekend there. So um, that, incidentally, is the first of two games between Belfast and Manchester. And I think is that now the start of Belfast getting back to some home games. Uh, so I expect them to, to be... To be very good in those two, I think they'll beat Manchester both times. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, if that's if that's how well they were playing away from home, then uh, God help any team that's going there. I know, I know they have been good historically away, but it's maybe it'd be interesting yeah. if if they do continue that at home. Um, I'm not sure if it was last year or the year before that. You know they started really well in that in the road, but weren't quite as consistent at home. So yeah, we'll see how that affects them. But certainly a, a big backlog of home games to play. I think so. Um, yeah, but too good for Manchester in in our opinion. I think uh, Cardiff Dundee. Uh, Cardiff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm almost I'm almost fancying a Dundee upset, but not enough. So Cardiff. Um Nottingham against Milton Keynes. Nottingham. Yeah, agreed. Given that Milton Keynes are away. Certainly not not the same team as they are in Milton. Uh, handsomely. Handsome victory. Yeah, I think so. Nottingham can do that sometimes. Yep. It might be a five or six or seven or eight, but We'll see. Maybe another big Colleen game. You'll keep them in it. Uh, Sheffield Guilford in a a, re- a repeat of the the Challenge Cup game. I think this is interesting as well. I think whoever goes through from the Challenge Cup is going to lose this game. Right. Okay. There you are. Yeah, it's a fair enough shout. I think Sheffield at home. I know Guilford went there and got that that four four, but. I don't know, I've just got a feeling about Sheffield at home in that one. Uh, so I'm going to pick them, but certainly close. Those two teams are quite well matched. Uh, kind of different styles. Sheffield certainly more defensive and Guilford uh, more of a almost running gun team. Um, yep. On to Sunday. Dundee, Nottingham. Fuck it, let's go Stars. Yeah, do you know what? Let's let's go, Stars. Anyway. Do you want to go? Yeah, let's go. All right. <laughs> we'll go and go, Stars. Nah, I, I agree. I think Dundee <laughs> might might win that one. Uh, just because Nottingham are 
just so, I don't know, shite in December. Coventry, Milton Keynes. You'd, li- uh, you'd like to say Coventry, but then the way they played at home against Dundee, you never really know. Uh, although they did miss two or three genuine open goals uh, in that Dundee one, so yeah, I don't think that'll, that'll happen often. And I think at the moment Coprive has a, a much better keeper than Mika Weekman is. Did you see that save? Oh, yeah, yeah. Worth a mention, incredible save. Absolutely. Uh, in Sheffield. I think that had almost started the, the Teddy toss. Because uh, <laughs> I think that was that was there. Would have oh, been yeah, their opening goal. Uh, and the, the goal light went on. Um, but yeah, quality save. Uh, Definitely. Worth, worth checking out if you've not seen it. But I'm going to pick Coventry in that one. Yeah, I'll go commentary as well. Actually, incidentally, did you see the tweet from Mika Wheatman as well? About his, uh, his accommodation in, in uh, commentary compared to where he's playing now in France? No, I didn't. What, was it just a slide? <laughs> it's just, yeah, it pretty much was. It was right. just like a picture of a sort of dull, sort of dark alley in Coventry. And then there was like a picture of like this just open sort of scenic view and, <laughs> and this, the sun's sort of blaring down and stuff it's I just, need to have a look at that he does like a wee a wee dig uh, nah, it's just a it's just a prima donna yeah I remember he was he was annoyed when he played us one time he went storming off and then oh, his brother as well yeah. oh yeah that was it and then he was <laughs> tweeting about Edinburgh as well being shite and cold and stuff so yeah, yeah. Just because he was the worst keeper stats wise, he, he thinks he's thinks he's a big man when he when he played for Nottingham and stuff. But uh, then finally, oh sorry, actually, what did you? I don't know if oh, you've chosen from that. Uh, Coventry. And then Guildford Cardiff. Cardiff. Yeah, I agree. I've, I've just, got just I've got you do have to. Yeah, <laughs> I always forget that. that I'm asking you those. Um, no, that sounds good. Um, so I, I'd made up a game. It's not really a game, but no. I think uh, we've been going on for a wee bit about it. So basically I've been looking at some stats in the league and uh, go through a couple of cat- funny categories and I'll tell you tell you what the, the stats are and you've got to tell me what team you think it is. <laughs> right, okay. Um, so... The first category I've got is uh, just is just the ge- general team team leaders in terms of each of these categories. So the first category is uh, goals. Uh, Belfast. Belfast, yeah. And unless you've looked at the table, how many goals do you think Belfast have scored? Um, let's go with. 84. Underestimated, 107. Really? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Alright. 305 points in total. They've got 198 assists. Okay, we've got one team as the leader in 10 minute misconducts. And they've got eight of them. If this isn't Manchester, then. 
I wouldn't believe it. Believe it or not, it's Milton. Is it really? It is, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll come back to something else kind of similar to that. Uh, short-handed goals. Two teams have got six <laughs> each. Nottingham all against us. <laughs> it's actually uh, Guildford and Sheffield tied on six. Right. But, uh, yeah, so on to quite, quite a funny one. Uh, team penalty breakdown. So, uh, one... <laughs> One team is top of this this penalty table, uh, and I, first of all, I'd like you to, to tell me who you think it is. That's Manchester. It is, yeah. Right. In twenty seven games, what do you think their average penalties in minutes is for a game? On average. Um, yeah, their their average. So this so all this has done is obviously taken their total penalty minutes and divided it by number of yep. games which is me basically explaining how an average works but <laughs> <laughs> just when I looked at the number I thought that seems really high but then when you think about how sometimes they've they've racked up the minutes uh, let's say on average 35 oh it's not quite that many 27 ah. 27 penalty minutes on average and actually so that's, that's that, really that is a in terms of uh, penalty minutes, that is a good 206 more than the next team, uh, which is Milton Keynes. So that is, you know, pretty incredible. Uh, yeah. Included in that, 11 game misconduct, which is seven more than the next highest team, <laughs> Milton Keynes. Uh, 21 major penalties which is 7 more than the next highest team uh, it's almost unbelievable yeah it is is it not the game <clears throat> I think the game in particular was Manchester against Milton Keynes that had some absurd amount of penalties in it yeah yeah there was and there was the one uh, where they sort of lost control in Guildford as well um, yeah. Got that, got that DOPS ban for Finnerty and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> could you just quickly having a look at team shots by period in the first period. Uh, how many shots do you think <laughs> Clan have had in the first period of games in total? Total? Yeah. Um, let's say about, about 180. 248. Alright. And incidentally, the shots against in the first is 222. Uh, okay. The second period, though, I know we've had pretty shite second periods, but 237 shots for and 262 shots against, so not two. Two different, and then again in the third, two fifty shots for two forty, shots against. So definitely showing that the second period is where we we struggle the most. But um, some quite interesting stuff there. Uh, interesting in in a sad way. 
Uh, where was the other? There's another one for uh, power plays, which was quite interesting. Well, like conversion percentage. Yeah. So, here we go. Um, home power play records. No. Uh, I can tell you that we are sitting sixth in the table with 22% power play at home. Jemai's I was, was going to guess about 21. So It's pretty decent, but can you tell me Belfast's home power play percentage? They've only played seven games, but... Let's see, seven games. I'll say it's a, probably about... Forty-six percent. Oof, twenty-eight. No, <laughs> not quite that good. Nah, uh, but uh, impressively, well, that's that's three percent higher than the next best, which is. Well, you're going to tell me who's the second top home power play. Cardiff. No. Guildford. No. Fife. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Milton Keynes. That was my next guess. Twenty-five point eight percent. Final. Actually, I've been the last team I would have picked. Probably. Yeah, I know. But then, when you think about that game, Wallace scored about hundred against us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the road, the best power play is Cardiff, with an incredible thirty-two point five percent. Uh, but then the next best is Belfast uh, and they're down at 23% so it's about 10% difference but can you tell me what Dundee's road power play percentage is? I don't want to be too unkind nah, let's, I'll go with uh, 17 3.2 fucking hell man <laughs> I know <laughs> they're overall by far the worst power play, 7.6% overall. Uh, we're 5th we're overall with 197 Cardiff top with 27 but Dundee 7.6%, that's, that's awful. Uh, yeah, that's not good. Interestingly, just to, to finish off on the, the boring stats game, uh, <laughs> Belfast have the Highest home penalty kill, 90.5%. Out of interest, we're 87.2%. But can you tell me what Coventry's home penalty kill percentage is? Um, 82.7%. Oh. They're the worst in the league, with an overall record of 718 Uh that's pretty so, bad. Yeah, it's not great. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll br- I'll bring you more stats questions next time. Uh, but it's yeah. just th- there's an interesting page that's got them all on the website. So just thought I might as well rhyme a couple of them off. But there's all sorts like uh, player streaks and uh, you know individual. Uh, stuff as well as team stuff so uh, quite interesting but yeah maybe not maybe not for 
for the listeners. Um, do you want to quickly cover the some of the football that's coming up? Sure. Before we finish, um, just of course, um, there were a couple of. Uh, well, certainly one surprise result from last weekend, uh, Hibs beating Celtic, but uh, just just before that, it was good that Celtic managed to get through in the Europa League, and what are your thoughts on the impending Valencia matchup? Well, definitely be a, it's an interesting game. Um, I think, you know, just uh, looking at Valencia's record, I think, um, obviously they weren't they weren't too shabby in, in the Champions League and then you know league form I think they're sitting 14th or something yeah no um, not good they only three wins but then they've only lost three games as well so they seem to draw you know, I, I consider them one of my games so but it'll be it'll be a tough test it'll be interesting as well to see you know if, if Celtic managed to bring anybody in in uh, January and uh, where that can go, um, I don't know if they'll be able. To, I don't know if uh, many of them will be eligible for playing in the Europa League. But um, just in terms of league form and stuff, I think you know. I think we need we need a couple of players in at least. Yeah, of course. After that game, um, losing two 0 Easter Road, I think that was still a bit of a surprise. But um, I think. Uh, you know, a, a change in formation and some guys playing different positions that didn't really work out. And as a result, you know, the the league has changed hands again. But what did you think of that that game in, in general? I thought Celtic were flat. You know, um, <clears throat> I don't think I, um, Hibs had to work particularly hard for their win. Uh, although I will give them credit because I think they've not been you've not been playing that well recently but missing David Gray as well for that for that game so that was a big a big three points for them and um, you know hopefully they can continue it certainly tonight anyway yeah um, <laughs> well look at that in one sec but just elsewhere you had um, Aberdeen who are certainly starting to to pick up a wee bit a uh, they beat St Mirren 2-1 and then uh, Dundee 5-1 last night at home. So, um, you know, they're now only, I think, a couple of points off the top, really. I'm sure I heard today it was something like only four points separating the top top few teams or something like that. So, um, Yeah, I think they, they pulled level on points for Celtic right. um, with their win last night. Yeah, certainly a lot closer than than it has been previously. So, also, uh, Kilmarnock just carrying on. I think the best thing that they're doing is is winning the games that that they should kind of thing. Plus the extra ones, you know. I, I, we've obviously talked about the the Celtic game wasn't wasn't the target for them, but elsewhere they're just rolling along, picking up wins. Uh, again, beating Dundee three one. Um, Dundee themselves now I think back to the the bottom of the, the league after that defeat in Aberdeen so it's kind of changing around at, at both sides of the table um, Rangers beating Hamilton so 
they went top, albeit the the, the games in hand. Um, but going into tonight, uh, every game kind of getting some added interest now, just in the run up to not only the old firm game but the the stuff after the break. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah, it's exciting for the league um, to have a, a a title race like this. Um, obviously, we know how it's been in previous years with Celtic uh, being <coughs> by far and away the better team, but um, you know they're they're just not that this season so far. Uh, and a lot of that's down to to their away performances. Celtic um, only three, I think, three away wins all season. Yes, yeah. big surprise. Yeah, um, it's just not good enough, really. And I don't know if it's maybe you know some of those have been after, uh, sort of Europa League games and stuff like that as well. So maybe that's coming into um, a lot of tired legs and uh, the guys that are coming in to to replace the, the your sort of stars and living up to the hype or performing as well as the they have done in the past or, or can do so um, it'll be interesting to see um, just what happens what happens going forward yeah well just looking at that now then um, Celtic tonight at home to Motherwell in a couple of hours um, for me I can only really see a, an emphatic Celtic win at home they're just so much better than they are in the road for whatever reason as you say but um I think yeah they'll they'll win that one quite comfortably. Um you know, perhaps even three or four three or four nil. Yeah, um yeah, I mean it could be the case that, that happens. I think uh we'll be looking for revenge um after the draw at Fur Park as well, so Yeah. Um Oh, the, the result of her part, so um, we'll see how it goes, I think. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll take Celtic. Yeah, I mean, at home they're just, I think, scoring for fun, really. Um, the other game tonight, Hibs Rangers, that is going to be a close one, I think. Um, Tasty. For me, you know, Hibs, I can almost see Hibs, Hibs winning that one. Uh, I just don't think Rangers are I've got quite enough going forward it, they talked about um, you know it was the five each game at the, the end of last year is it going to be a repeat of that um, Hibs do like to score a lot of goals I don't know, do you know what? I'm going to go 2-1 Hibs I think Hibs are going to win that's good I'll take a draw in that one. I think I think Rangers have got Morelos back as well. Yeah, he's back, then he's banned, then he's back, then he's banned. <laughs> yeah. So if he doesn't get sent off tonight, then... Yeah, who knows? But, nah, I don't know. Um, interestingly, though, I think, you know, Ryan Porteous for, for Hibs, he seems to... Well, he certainly loves that challenge, but... Um, just kind of needs to watch out, I think, some of his... Some of his challenges um, have been a bit a bit rash. I'm, I don't mean against Celtic. I just mean in general. Um, so you know, I think you always need to be careful of that when you're when you're playing Celtic and, and Rangers. But 
Uh, it'll definitely be an interesting game, I think. I'm hoping for a Hibs win, but I'll take a draw if it happens. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if that, that is the case, then um, Celtic will be back top, certainly, until till the weekend. So, just quickly going through those those games. Yep. Uh, Aberdeen Hearts. Aberdeen. Agreed. Um, Celtic Dundee, I think, is almost not even necessary to, to call it. I think you're looking at 5 or 6 now there. Good. I'll take that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll take Celtic. Uh, Hamilton, Kelly. Kelly. Kelly absolutely flying. So, yeah, I can't really see anything other than that. And they've got the old the old AstroTurf advantage there. Playing on a, a familiar surface. So, yeah, Kelly there. Uh, mm. Hibbs, Livy. Livy fresh up off their uh, other Edinburgh annihilation. On uh, on Friday night there, um, but certainly a, a different proposition I think going to going away from home. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe it depends on on how these midweek games go. But I think Hibs will probably win that, and they're starting to find find their feet again. Yeah, I think so as well. I think they'll they'll just edge it. Um, that's interesting. Though, three home games in a row for Hibs. I know three tough ones as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, yeah I'll, I'll take Hibs. Uh, and then finally on the Saturday, you've got Motherwell St Mirren. Uh, Motherwell probably for me. Um, yeah. But then it's one of those games that they could, they could drop points. Yeah. Um, no, I know. I know. Well, I think I just, I know. you ju- you just look at it as. Is one of the games that they'd that they'd be thinking this is this is where we're getting points type thing. Yeah. Similarly to, you know, the Kelly game at Parkhead. I don't think Motherwell will go to Parkhead or be thinking about going there and you know, taking points. They'll almost write it off, although anything they do get is is a bonus. Um and then Sunday, St Johnson Rangers, uh lunchtime game. Another tough test for Rangers. I know. Um Obviously, out the, out in Europe. So I don't know. I know that the European games don't start again till February, is it? But I wonder how much of an advantage they'll have there. But um, I suppose when you think about it, if if it's Celtic, it's only really one potentially two more at least Thursday games. Hey. And then more if they get through that. So how much of an advantage is it going to be to to have just the league to focus on? I don't really know. Um, maybe yeah. to them, maybe to Rangers, given they've their squad's not quite the same depth as Celtic. But yeah, I don't know. I think as you say that that's a that's a close game on Sunday. Um, yeah, I can see St. Johnson getting a point from that just given Rangers are struggling a bit for scoring goals but yeah I don't know I'm going to I'll go Rangers I think they'll they'll just edge it right that would that would leave the table kind of close again I mean it's obviously I I don't think either of us really think Kilmarnock are are going to be pushing for for the title when it comes to it but um, actually looking at 
looking at the table itself now, it is, as you say, really interesting. Um, certainly even from Hearts, only four points off the top. And uh, yeah, a couple of games in hand there for Celtic, but not making it easy for themselves. Um, going into that that old firm game. But I mean, I, I think still at the end of the at the end of the year though they'll, they'll be at the top fairly comfortably, but um, just not not making it anywhere near as easy as they have have in the past. Again, there's uh, a lot of difficult games coming up for the old firm, so Celtic away at Aberdeen on on Boxing Day, and then uh, obviously the the Rangers game on the on the twenty ninth. So. <clears throat> And likewise for for Rangers, they're at, they're at home to Hibs uh, on Boxing Day, so that's another another few tasty games. Yeah, all to play for. Um, so uh, I think that's uh, brings us to a close for tonight. But um, certainly more positive on the on the hockey front, and hopefully can push on a bit uh, this weekend when it comes to. When it comes to Fife, I mean that's always one that you do want to win. So, uh, hoping for the best there. But I think other than that, we're we're good for good to sign out. Signing out for Christmas. Sign out for Christmas. Yeah, this will probably be the last one before Christmas. Will it? Maybe. Don't know. We'll see. Who knows? Uh, we'll keep you on. We will. Your toes. Yeah. Good luck to. Set, who I'm sure is, I'm hoping is making his debut this weekend. Absolutely. Uh, and if we don't uh, hit the airwaves before Christmas, then hopefully everyone has a, a nice festive period and uh, enjoys the the sport and the nonsense. Yeah, definitely. Um, agreed. Just echo what you've said. Hope everybody listening has a has a good Christmas. Hope Santa's good teaser. I know exactly. I've uh, I've not asked for much this year, but um, he no. usually he usually knows knows me pretty well, so we'll see. Right. See, well, you might get him involved in the chat as well. Well, depends. I'm pretty busy well, at the yeah. moment. I've got Grattan and Mariah Carey, so yeah. If I get a chance, if I get a chance, I'll phone him. Right, no problem. I've got That's his good. number. What is? Yeah. No, I've got his number, but. He's usually busy and over the next couple of days, so maybe I have to wait till till New Year. But right. see what he says. I'll pop my text anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, cheers, right. folks, for turning up, uh, and we'll speak to you soon. Speak to you soon.